This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe and he'll flush. And it's time to hear from the best looking, most charismatic, and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Jingle bells. Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe till the cop slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show. <laughs> With DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Time to welcome in Joe Ingles. He's on the Smart Rain guest line. Utah will be in a drought next summer. Smart Rain knows the 2022 budget planning for most businesses is underway. Take advantage of the Save Now, Pay Later promotion and do your part by saving water while saving money. Check out Best of State Award winner Smart Rain at smartrain.net. Joe, good morning. Hi. <laughs> Come on, Joe. You're 3-0. Oh. You're playing well. You're winning games. How about a little more energy? Hi. Uh, come on. Hi, guys. This is awesome. Yeah, that's better. That's a little bit better. I can, I can live with that. I want to know right off the bat, when was the last time you got ejected from a game? Um, I don't think I ever have. Ever, um, huh? That was the first no. one. No, I don't think I ever have, so... At any um, level? No. Nah. <laughs> okay. So was there a level of surprise? It didn't look like it was an ejection uh, worthy, but nevertheless, that's what it was. Yeah, I mean, I I guess I understand the, the I guess, the reasoning behind it in terms of him being obviously in the air and um, obviously the full didn't look great <laughs> um he obviously was pretty high up and and i i spoke to him i've, I've spoken to him and he, he was very well aware that it wasn't on purpose and um he, he was okay obviously first and foremost which was the the main thing of of the concern but um yeah i was i mean i was trying to get out of his way once he once i saw he was lining up to, to try and dunk it that split second I try to kind of pull out and, and get out of the way and he, he kind of clipped the side of me and um, obviously had the fall so um, I for sure thought it was going to be a flag of one um, I don't know exactly what the words and terming, uh, terminology is but I didn't think it was that but Obviously, they, they yeah. make the call, and at the end of, I mean, it is what it is. We won the game, and, and again, obviously, I, I wanted to make sure he, he was okay, and, and he was, and um, someone actually sent me the clip after of him talking to the media, and he, he, he said that he knew I didn't do it on purpose and, and stuff like that. So that's all good. Um, it is what it is. We move on. Seemed like it was a letter of the law type of thing. Yeah, I mean, I guess the interesting part is you see different nights, things get called, certain ways or not certain ways I mean it does like I said it is what it is um, at the end of the day like I said I, I was hoping that he was okay because I think he grabbed his wrist or his, his elbow or something right. and um, obviously I had zero intentions to, to hurt the kids um, even though the rest of the game he locked up our guy <laughs> he's a yeah. hell of a defender yeah. um, but he was okay and that, that's the main thing so um, I'm glad we won Um 
but yeah, I won't be running back on transition defense anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Quinn can't wait to hear that. <laughs> That'll bump him up. <laughs> yeah, we just can't risk it, Quinn. I don't dare do it. So get a sense. You're right. The important stuff here is you won the game and he's okay. So now let's get to the more interesting, unimportant stuff. When you get kicked out really early in a game, in a road game, like what do you do? You're not at home. You can't go home. Do you just sit in the locker and watch the game? Do they bring you the post-game spread at halftime? What do you do? Yeah, it's extremely boring. I can tell you that. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. I mean, I walked back there, and um, obviously Rudy Gay was back there um, with him not playing at the moment, um, and it definitely helps me um, realize even more that I don't want to do any kind of video or scouting or anything because they were all just sitting there watching the game and obviously cutting up the film as it goes and. Um, we watch clips at halftime and, and sometimes after the game or guys want their clips on the plane to watch to the next the next city or whatever and they're all sitting back there like coding the game and doing all that so it's definitely a, <laughs> a clear cut thing that I am not doing that when I retire um, yeah I had some food had a shower um, <laughs> smoke obviously watched the, watched the game watched the, watched the game still um Call your wife. I texted Renee. Renee was texting me. I think Renee texted me. She's actually listening right now, driving Jacob to school. But um, she texted me and was like, "All right, well, I'm going to go to bed (laughs) because I don't need to watch you." (laughs) Yeah, she can get an early night. Um, Yeah, it's not. uh, It's not ideal. I won't be uh, putting myself in a position to do that again. Well, then you come back against the Nuggets and you have that outrageously hard foul against Green. What's going on? Oh, my gosh. That's that's so typical of Jeff flopping like that, too. I said to the referee, I've played with him long enough to know he was going to fall over then. But, no, Jeff's my guy. He's genuinely one of my favorite people in the world. So three games in, and you've been through this so many times now. Is the uh, what? What is the level of urgency as far as getting better? I mean, I know you have to, and all that. You're you're beating some bad teams, or in the case of Denver, a team that's just incredibly shorthanded. Mary's out, and then Jokic goes out in the second quarter. That's like sixty-one million dollars worth of salary. And you guys are rolling. So is it? Are you able to create that urgency to get better when you're winning all the time? Oh, for sure. I think um, the the ease of it, I guess, is that we have. I, I guess we've we've played well in the regular season for for a few years now, um, and figured out different things that that are good and, and things that we've struggled with. And then, obviously, in the playoffs, um, I mean, what's the furthest we've been is, is the second round. So the whole season, you're you're figuring things out and, and working on things that weren't good from the year before or years before. Um, I mean, obviously, we're not preparing for the playoffs now, but, you, but you're doing stuff and, and trying to get better at things to, to make sure you are playing well at that time of the year. Um, obviously, for us, the, the switching defense has always been something that teams go to and, and whoever wants to judge it, whether it be successful or we, we've played well against it sometimes and we've, we've sucked against it sometimes. And um, I mean, I think 
I mean, obviously, I didn't play the end of the, the end of Sacramento game, but watching it on TV, they went small with Harrison Barnes at the, the five, and the guys did a hell of a job of of beating it and and defending too. I think we gave up like two or three or two or four points or something like that in the last like three or four minutes of that game, and then last night, same thing with with Jamal both greens out there at certain times, um, and we were able to to. I think one of the I said a post game with with Locke. Um, one of our things has been to, to realise when teams are switching and realise like that maybe not that first possession but even if it is that first possession being able to execute what we want to execute because there was times last night that we we knew when they were going to switch or, or hedge and, and try and get back and we were able to get off the ball and move the ball and we got layup after layup Um Realizing defensively what we're trying to do when they when teams are small when when the bigs are popping or they're trying to get a certain matchup and I think we've done a good job obviously very small sample size in three games and the amount of minutes we've had to do that but I think overall it's been been good and um, it's something we've we've focused on so I think for the throughout the course of the year there's going to be different times that we we need to be switched on I think that that urgency of just knowing what we want to do, being ready every game, knowing who we're playing, knowing when certain lineups are out there, how we want to play. Um, and I think, obviously, again, small sample size, but so far we've been pretty good at it. Yeah, for sure. And you individually look extremely comfortable coming off the bench. I can make an argument that it's the most comfortable you've looked since you've been in that role and you've bounced back forth between starting and coming off the bench. It looks like that's what it's going to be. And it looks like, as I say, you're very comfortable. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, I feel um, maybe not surprising to me or Renee or my family, but to maybe to other people. But I feel I feel really good. I, I Obviously, confident out there. My body probably feels up there with the best it's felt. Um, I obviously went straight to the Olympics, but then had a good break and um, obviously didn't play the preseason and all that. And, and probably at the time, didn't know if that was a, a good thing or not. But now, looking back, uh, obviously, I played an extra 15 games in the summer so I had the legs of, of a game um, under me already and, and just needed to, to get a bit of a break and get away and um, yeah I just yeah I don't know I, I feel really good out there obviously the the comfortableness that you're talking about is, is obviously for being here for so long and, and being my eighth season and, and knowing what Quint wants and, and what he expects and um, familiarity with playing with, with the guys I play with now um, obviously Hassan and Eric are kind of new to that that second unit with, with a few of us but um, yeah I just feel uh, I feel really good I I yeah I don't know what else to, to say I feel like um, every year I've tried to get better or do something um, better or more efficient um, and I think I mean for me it, it's it's no different I'm going to go out there and play, play the way I play try to help us win and um yeah, see what happens at the end of the year. Have you guys changed anything the way you're uh, doing anything that gets Rudy closer to the rim more often? He's grabbing 19 rebounds a game, and I know it's a small sample size, but that's like 50% more rebounds than he was getting before, and he was already a really good rebounder. So is there any explanation for that, or it's just one of those things that's happened over three games? I don't know. He's probably got a bonus in his contract or something this year to get more rebounds. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
um, no, I think, uh, again, like I was saying about myself, every, everybody goes away each year and tries to figure out something they can do better or something they can kind of, kind of help the team with or, or improve on. And, and like you said, his rebounding is not necessarily like it needed improving, but um, we know how good we are when we are, when we aren't obviously giving up offensive rebounds that we can get out and run. And um, I think probably not as much this year. I think Coach gave us a stat, which again, which is small sample size, that we were in the lower half of defensive rebounds um, to start this year off. So um, Maruti's obviously a key to that. Hassan's a key to getting them. Um, he, he protect, They both protect the rim. And um, I think for all of us to lock in on like getting a hit and, and getting the rebound, because we are so good in transition, we... we get out and run, Rudy's on the rim, we've got shooters out there, uh, it's an advantage for us, so we have to, it's something we have to lock in on throughout the year, and, and again, obviously, Rudy and Hassan are kind of the, the main pieces of that. So you talk about how you feel really good, and it's as good as you felt, and, and Mike Conley was talking about how he did yoga to make sure that he's doing everything he can to make himself in prime physical condition. Have you done anything different? Do you have a method that has gotten you to this point to where you feel so good? Um, I actually did some Pilates last year when during kind of COVID once we were allowed to do things um, with Renee. Renee and I would go down to a local spot with our, uh, with our girl Sammy and we'd, we did it three times a week. I think that was something that, that did definitely really helped me. Um, and I think they're kind of just getting away from basketball, like not, not just like running on the court or not just going and shooting every day. And um, I think as you get older, you, you find different things to um, just kind of keep your body ticking over or, or things that you learn over time. Like we've talked about, as you get older, you learn what you can eat and drink and not take or, whatever you caffeine or how much you can have or all these things that we um, think about as, as athletes to try and get the best out of us, whether it be um, me not playing preseason this year. Like I, I've never not done that. I've always played at least a couple of the games. And again, I was kind of nervous a little bit, just thinking I would be underdone and, and obviously trusting um, the, the medical staff to like, no, you'll be fine. You've, played enough games you've done enough running you've done enough lifting um and i think as you get older you figure i think one of the prime examples of that is is joe johnson i I still remember when he first got here and obviously he was um at the end of his career when, when we got him but he did hot yoga every game day and obviously that's not for everybody because it's kind of dehydrating as well if you don't drink enough fluids and all that but that was what he did and he loved it and it was good for his body and he would do that before our shoot rounds um so it's just just as you get older i think different things and, and different people find things and um i haven't done much different this year obviously with the, the turnaround of time just because of the olympics and and obviously kind of getting back and spending some time with renee and the kids and then it was kind of we were right back into it but um I think a part of it as well, sorry for the the long answer, but um, it's just being being home, being comfortable and settled at home and the the kids and, and Renee and, and everything, um, I guess away from basketball is, is, is in a really good spot. The kids are really happy. Jacob's dominating therapy. Jack's 
11 months and nearly walking and, and Renee's in a good spot with um, kind of a good group of friends now here over the time and um, for me that's obviously very settling to, to have that so um, yeah it's just all, all around things are, things are good yeah the American way of life really is good Joe I'm glad you've seen it no it's our Australian um, <laughs> culture we have in our household. Still resisting, jeez, <laughs> after all these years. And yet he's raising got, a president, so, yeah, you know. An American one. i ties to him. No, we already cut his passport up. He's only got an Australian one now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, you are you are mixing a little Australian and American culture here. you got a luncheon coming up. What is going on here? How do people get involved? What's the deal? Explain it to us. We do. Um Obviously, everyone that's followed us and, and Jacob's journey um, and what we tried or have tried to, to raise awareness for and, and, and funding, obviously. Um, we run the board of Culture City who do amazing things in, in this space. And um, November, November 12th, um, we have a luncheon at the Grand America Hotel. Um, it's 11 o'clock till 2 o'clock. Um, entertainment, some talks, obviously... The, the money from the tickets and tables that are available and, and some sponsorships um, is being 100% donated to, to raising awareness and, and obviously the funding of, of families and stuff that need it, sensory rooms that are needed. Um, yeah, there's some, some pretty cool guests coming. Um, there is still tickets available, which is... Um, we want it to be sold out. So uh, I'm going to tweet the link today. Um, I'll, I'll put it up on my, my social media today, but there, there's tickets available. We'd love people to come. Um, hopefully Quinn doesn't put practice on that day because I'll have to miss it. Um, but no, it's just, a, like I said, it's obviously something we're extremely passionate about. We went to the, the Culture City Ball um, in Alabama this summer and, you just when you're around these people, um, you realise how much good they're doing, and, and we're trying to do everything in our power to to assist with that. And um, there's some pretty uh, wealthy people here in Utah now, so we'd love them all to come and um, be a couple of things uh, auctioned off or, or given away on the day. And um, yeah, like I said, I'll, I'll post the the link on my social media um, today, and and Renee does all the time and. Um, yeah, if anyone can come, we, we'd love you to be there. So Surely 1280 can buy a table. Oh, for sure, yeah. I mean, DJ, with all the money he's making with the two jobs, no question about it. Uh, November 12th tell, tell, at the Grand American? Yes, tell your boss. Yeah. Tell your boss, DJ. I will tell my boss. <laughs> all right, Joe, we'll look for that on social media and uh, put it out there and uh, tag us and we'll probably retweet it because we know you because you've done our show for eight years. You've done my show. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> You're consistent. Yes, yes. You got to give him that, man. All right. All right. Thanks, Joe. We appreciate it. No worries. Thanks, guys. Joe Ingles joining us right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It is a weird deal. Donovan Mitchell joked about it in the post game, although it needs to stop. Two ejections in three games on pace for a record. <laughs> Weak. I know. There was nothing to that one last night. I thought, I didn't even think it was going to be a double technical. And I didn't think either guy would get kicked out. I think they're going to give Green a tech. They stopped the game. The refs ran over. They're going to do okay, it. Okay, fine. Shoot a free throw. I know. And then, then they were bringing up the broadcast. This could be double technicals. And I thought, well, they, they are getting oh, tired okay. with this stuff. Okay, okay. Yeah, they're getting tired with this stuff. And then, boom, boom. Ejection. You're both gone. Yeah. 
And the only thing I can think of on the sacramental thing with Joe is it was the letter of the law. That's, yeah. that's the only thing I can and think of. And protect, was, I think what Joe said is right, protect guys who are in the air. Okay, but I'm talking about the ejection. Mm-hmm. I, I, we all agree, protect guys who are in the air. Right. But it's clear he was trying to get out of the way. But because there was contact while the yep. player it, was in the air, in the I air, guess and he's that's, vulnerable. that's the yep. That's the letter. Right. But it was almost like it was an accident. I know. Yeah. And it was like uh, from one angle, it looked like if his foot hadn't clipped Joe's hip, he wouldn't hit the ground because Joe's right. The landing looked bad. If his foot doesn't clip Joe's hip, he's a pro athlete. He's not going to hit the ground that awkwardly and that hard. Even if he lands and slides, he might land on his feet and he might land and slide, but he wouldn't hit the ground out of control. And I think what was indicative about how it was uh, in, almost like incidental contact is nobody on the other team got aggressive. Right. Yeah, well, they got more aggressive after the words in the Nuggets game than after the fall in the Sacramento game. It's also early in the season, and we've seen them really enforce stuff, set the tone for the whole year letter. And then after 20 games, it seems like that kind of stuff fades away. And they always pick out a few things to I do every year. I think those are rules, though. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think they're it'll, it'll be interesting to see if anything like this happens in game 30 or 40, or anything like the, the whatever. The, I don't even know what to call that in the Nuggets game. It wasn't a fight. The uh, disagreements? A brief skirmish. A brief skirmish. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see in Game 40 if, if two guys are getting kicked out for that. I wonder how much of it was just it's the first three games of the year and everybody's real dialed in. and Later on, they'll be letting a little bit of stuff slide. I, I, don't, and I don't think it's the referees who let anything slide. I mean, I think it comes from above. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 the zone. The Jazz pick up another win, three in a row to open the season. What does it say? Love it when that question comes out post game. What does it say about the Jazz? We'll get to that coming up. Stay with us.